0: Rocking chair session Session. with With Elisa Di Di Batista Batista. Maria Maria Teresa Teresa Barber. Hello, everyone. Hi everyone and welcome to our 4th of July special edition of Ooh.
1: RCS Rocking Chair Sessions with our special volume 12 guest, Deming King
0: Harriman. Welcome, Deming. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank
1: you for coming on the 4th of July
0: of all days. <laughs> on the, the major holiday of the <laughs> United States, right? It's, yeah. It's like a big one. Right I need to
2: celebrate.
0: Right, <laughs> right, to yeah, we're ready to celebrate here. Yeah.
1: Um, and we're quite excited to have Deming because she's on her way out. She's flying out to Spain. Today, so we're very grateful that she stopped by to grace us with her presence before she departs on her voyage. Um, I guess just to start, I mean, seeing how it is the Fourth of July, where were you born? <gasps> <laughs>
0: Are you American at I all?
1: Am, I <laughs> am. It's funny. Um,
2: I was born in Boston, but I moved to Miami when I was five, so grew up here. Um, I guess my Fourth of July background story. I know that on my mom's side, she's pretty. Um, uh, well-documented history of family, and I know that we have some family members who've, like, signed the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. We have, like, Mayflower ancestors, so, like, on that wow. side, yeah, very, like, from the get-go, America, oh, okay. the American, the great American
1: experiment, yeah, part oh, of that. That's so great.
0: That's incredible, wow.
1: <laughs> I recall um, an outfit as well. You still have a beautiful dress. um, Oh, yeah.
2: A lot of historic um, fashion pieces have been kind of kept in my family as well. So it's very exciting. I actually didn't realize that until recently. So they've been kind of coming out of the woodwork. Uh, My grandmother, she lives in Ohio, and she has this huge kind of farmhouse, farm. barn garage and she cleaned it out recently and so all this really amazing stuff kind of came up and we got you know I mean our families, like loves the fashion obviously so
0: <laughs> we got all that good stuff i so well, And it fits right into your artwork as well, right? Because oh, yeah. you play so much also with, like, the costuming, the masking. Absolutely. The... So history. I'm always happy to get that. Yeah. 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 Incredible. Well, mm-hmm.
1: oh, I guess just to dive a little bit, you said you moved to Miami when you were five. Um, growing up here locally, where did, did you start, you know, your, I guess I would say, art background? Like, what did you start doing when you were little that kind of piqued your interest?
2: Yes. Um, I mean, I always knew that that art was the direction that I was going to be headed in. Uh, my mom is a really amazing painter and um, kind of did that on the side. And my grandfather did watercolors. So there's always this encouragement to do okay, that. Cool. And um, it was always the thing that I felt the most confident in, the thing that, you know, really was uh, a true calling right away. And I always, you know, took art programs on the side and summer, you know, things so it kind of was wherever I could I would try to express that
0: did you also have like art classes in high school or yeah I actually it was
2: very funny um everyone always asked me if I went to Dash which I mean of course it's one of the best schools um for art but um in eighth grade, I had an existential crisis where for the first and really only year of my life, I was like, no art, I'm going to do something completely different. I'm giving it up and (laughs) decided that I would not go to Dash and apply at all and went to a different high school instead. So I missed the boat (laughs) on that, (laughs) but it was all okay. Cause I mean, we had like AP art classes, things, and I actually, some of the people who I graduated with are also who did AP art with me are also doing amazing things things with their artwork Mm -hmm. um, in like LA and things like that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it turned out well,
0: nonetheless. Mm -hmm. It was a good crisis then. (laughs) Right,
2: exactly. (laughs) And, you know, I'm still really close
0: to my friends from high school, so Mm -hmm. it's all good in the Mm -hmm. end. (laughs) No regrets. And then after high school, you decided to go to Maryland. Did I read that right? Yes,
2: yes. Actually, they came, they stopped by my AP art class and I was so wooed with the idea of seasons and something completely different from my And so me and a friend of mine um, went actually together Mm -hmm. uh, to Micah, and I... Loved it. It was a fantastic experience. Mm -hmm. Definitely different than Miami. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and Micah also has, like, a really great reputation as an art school, and they're doing, like, amazing stuff up there. And you you studied, um, was it graphic design or illustration? Illustration, Illustration, yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. I did. um, I wanted to write and illustrate children's books Mm -hmm. um, or do animation, storyboarding, something along those lines is Mm -hmm. kind of where i thought at first my career path would go into um so i did a lot of illustration and again like Micah is such an amazing program and i really got to where i wanted to go Mm -hmm. but there was definitely something that i couldn't quite uh accomplish with my illustration that the work i do now the Mm -hmm. fine art the collage the mixed media that really was you know where I really shined both um, in the work I was creating and the way I felt about the work. But um, I mean, no regrets at all with the illustration. I really loved it. And I actually, I was just kind of exploring illustration and I had enough credits uh, in the book Um, concentration to, you know, get that as well. So Mm -hmm. I was really excited. I obviously, like, knew kind of what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also funny. I used to kind of push aside the illustration aspect of my artwork and I thought of it as kind of oh I did that and then now I'm doing this and they're completely separate and Mm -hmm. they don't you know influence each other at all which of course is like impossible Mm -hmm. and now
0: because you're still you yeah exactly and
2: I I did do all that for years so it it definitely influenced my work now and I Mm
0: -hmm.
2: now that I've been doing the collage and the fine art I really see that the storytelling the um the characters it's all s- the same kind of mindset that I was really diving into the illustration world in which mm-hmm. was to create stories and characters mm-hmm. and I just I think that one of the things I realized was the way that illustration the paths it provided were not the stories I wanted to tell or the you know the way to tell it and mm-hmm. with the collage and fine art it was just the process was so much more free and I could really explore the mediums, which is a little bit more abstract. I like all this kind of ancient art history and I like, you know, exploring the iconography of all of that and the symbolism. And it was much easier to dive into it in the medium I work in now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
1: When did that bridge occur from the illustration and the drawings to the collage? How did that occur at Makeup? Um, I took a collage class, actually, and,
2: I mean, it just changed everything. I completely dropped everything I was doing after I realized that this medium was what I wanted to do. Um, I really enjoyed the idea of looking at all these materials that were already in the world and then puzzle piecing them together to create something new. I thought it was this really, you know metaphorical experience, you know, know, taking something that you're given and turning it into something you want to see happen. And um, I really liked the way that it shaped the way I thought about color and composition and the challenge of finding the right materials to create something that at first glance, is very painterly, very seamless. And then, as you get closer, it's all this detail and cutting and decision making. Um, and I loved all of that. And I had a teacher who really just let us do whatever we wanted to do um, with collage. And when I teach my workshops, I really I give some direction for those who are looking for it, but ultimately, it's a very freeing experience because there's no wrong way to go about collage. And that's another thing I really liked is that it was much more an exploration of the artists and their mindset, how they think about the work and... Um, it was just a, a brand new world for me, so I really dived into it. And that was, of course, you know, second semester, senior year, right as I was about to leave. I was like, Oh, oh my god, I'm going to do something completely different. Never oh. mind. Like,
0: oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, go. well, good timing before you right? left, right? At least like, you oh, you, yeah. you found your your calling, you <laughs> know, before you out. left, Maryland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Was that or like a decision you? Is it something that you knew that you would come back to Miami after school or was that, did that just happen? Or? It definitely just kind of happened. I, you know, as I switched this um, idea
2: of what I wanted to do, I was also very lost as to how to pursue that. And I, you know, I had friends moving to New York, friends staying in Baltimore and I, just really had no path um that was seemed clear and so Miami was you know just to go back home and kind of you know get my feet on the ground again and really see what I wanted to do and that's mm-hmm. when I got the residency at the art center which mm-hmm. really that's you know where I met Alisa mm-hmm. and um I mean it changed everything mm-hmm. it really I mean it was all of the things that I needed to know to explore this newfound collage making fine art—I I mean, I really—I had no idea about framing, galleries, preserving my work, showing my work, um, and any of that. Um, so it was really the most helpful thing in the world. And I mean, at first glance, I really thought going back to Miami was this kind of, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm lost. I'm, you know, going back to home, which I was really trying to get away from, but it ended up being this amazing decision that really shaped who I am today. And I've had so much opportunity to grow and show my work that it it, I couldn't have made a better decision. So Mm -hmm. it really was
0: kind of that the universe takes you in directions, you just have to work with it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's really like, I just talked to a friend of mine who went to, uh, to the grad school in, in Washington DC. And, uh, I told her about the bakehouse and I told her like also about the art center. It's really something like, a, like a jewel that Miami oh, has, yeah. right? Not every city has institutions like those residences. two for like emerging artists where you not just stay like, I know, for example, the headlands in San Francisco, but usually for residences, you are able to stay a month or two or maybe three, right? But you don't, have these long-term, long term uh, uh, you know residencies where you really get to know you um. know others other artists and get to know the craft kind of and the the business aspects also yeah, right it's kind that's of like something really, yeah it mm-hmm. it that's what
2: it was for me and yeah. i mean At the end of the day, more than just having a studio to like, you know, play around with my work, I needed that experience. The peers, right? The peers, the, the, you know, business side of it, the connections of people who actually knew about my career and wanted to see me grow and cared about it. And I cared about their work and what they were doing and these shared opportunities and Mm. just this, really open community and again mm-hmm. it was you know not a month two month it was two years and it was locals mm-hmm. and that that made the difference because it wasn't just okay and then i'll see you and you'll go off to your other part of the world it was no this is my foundation for my home and mm-hmm. these people are there right you know after the residency is over obviously like we've all stayed connected and it really i mean it was an amazing experience mm-hmm. and I don't know where I would be without it, truly.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You mentioned workshops, um, which piqued my interest. You were a student, obviously, um, for four years, and all of a sudden you found collage, you fell in love with it, and then you mentioned workshops, and I know that you've done work- workshops at the Wolfsonian with FIU. Um, you've done workshops at Freehand, and you've done workshops here at the Bakehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about like what you you know do with your workshops and what you teach? Absolutely. Well, the Wolfsonian
2: one is Scenes for Progress, which I i am so honored to be a part of that um project it is where high school classes will come into the wilsonian and they in the class that they're taking they're creating a zine where they talk about a political issue that these high school students care about um they split up into groups and then they come to the wilsonian to view the museum we have some um zines for them to look at uh you know old history ones and um then they come to my class and we create the covers and the artwork for the zines that they're creating. And, I mean, again, collage is one of those mediums where you just can't go wrong. And especially for these a lot, they're not art classes, most of them. There's a lot of English classes These where kids aren't really, they don't consider themselves artists. And then they have to come here and work on this artwork and, you know, for not a lot of time and be into it and get it kind of, you know, going and um, it really is this medium where they they can explore and they don't have this you know hesitation of I'm not good enough because they're not working with something that you know they have to come up with on their own they're really taking the things that are presented in front of them and creating something new so mm-hmm. it's this really you know nice uh, medium to work with with especially kids who aren't necessarily into art, having to do art for something that, you know, they're really caring about. I mean, and the the zines that they come up with, it's, again, like I'm so proud because I feel like these teenagers are able to talk about issues that they care about that, you know, a lot of times people kind of don't give them credit for being as aware as they are. And they really get to explore, um, research, write about, do interviews, I mean, express their voice and express their opinions. And then, you know, in this thing that people, the adults are encouraging them to do mm-hmm. and giving them structure and a way to an outlet to talk about these issues. And then you and
1: top it off with a cover on screen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's just an amazing program. So again, so happy to be a part of that. And, um, other classes I've done um, like at Mocha and here at the Bakehouse were more summer camp classes. Mm. I did, actually, it was a different mm. zine class at Mocha and it was more exploring kind of what the kids wanted to do and um, creating storytelling and working with collage. In that regard, here it was, I mean, th- this is a little bit younger as well, so mm. really getting them used to the material, getting them used to cutting out images, collaging them together, seeing Again, the puzzle piecing Mm -hmm. of it, Um, and then I did a workshop in. I just got back from Wichita, Kansas, at Hugh Gallery uh, for my solo show. And congrats on
1: that! Thank you, you." thank
2: you. It was amazing, and I had never been to Wichita before, so it was very, like, what will it be like? Who knows? (laughs) I'm just gonna go out there, and it was amazing, amazing.
0: Uh, Okay, I I can ask that question because I'm a stupid European kind of. Where is (laughs) Wichita?
2: <laughs> it's in Kansas, which Kansas, is... Kansas, okay. Yes, yes. And, um, I mean... So, everyone was so wonderful, so nice. The art, it was for an art crawl that they um, had the solo show opening for, and it was packed. I mean, people were very interested in the work, really cared. Um, again, so wonderful, so like great hosts of people. And I did this workshop um, the day after the opening, and again, these, it was a, a more adult clor- uh, crowd, and they were fantastic, so into the project. I really like my workshops to be fun. I want you to talk. I want there to be music. I really want you to have this opportunity to um, create something fun. But then it's, I mean, collage is very meditative. It's mm-hmm. the cutting out. It's the looking at tons of images. It's really fun and relaxing as well. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of really get into a good flow. And it was Everyone was into it, and I was really happy about that, and the work they created was amazing. So,
0: I'm always like, it's always exciting to do. Tell us a little bit more about the solo show that you had there. That's, yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. They um. How yeah. did you end up getting the opportunity
2: to show in Wichita? They emailed me, and it's always like, I'm always like, okay, they emailed me from Kansas. Who are these people? Why do they want me? <laughs> How did they find me? Um, but it was you know a legit thing and um they found my work online um i think that i had work up in sachi art actually mm-hmm. and um he also mentioned he was looking at graduates from different colleges that he knew other artists that he really enjoyed their work mm-hmm. and so michael was one of them and mm-hmm. he was looking up that and um you know really enjoyed my work we set up a time and you know the they were so nice. I mean, really, and actually, the um, month, a month ago, I think it was, yeah, June, um, we, I did another solo show um, in a little town, Ligonier in Pittsburgh, and Mm -hmm. it really, I mean, it was just one of those things, like when people want to show your work and treat you with respect and excitement, and they, they really, really are, it's, I don't know. Like I I am so excited to work with people who really care about what I'm doing and want to show my work as well. And I mean, if I had any advice at all, it would be to work with people who treat you like you're like a celebrity. And it's so Because like, I don't think of, you know, myself as like this like big artist or anything like that. You know, I'm, I'm very much like I'm still working on my craft. Like I've done all these things. But, you know, then you get to these galleries and they're like, you are you know, all this stuff they make you feel so great about. They me. roll out the red carpet yeah, exactly. for you. Ryan. And I'm just like, OK, I love it. <laughs> I'll take it. But um, yeah, and again, I mean, so wonderful. So just what an amazing time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they were shipped my artwork up there. They let me stay. Oh, they paid for it. Yeah. Which is really, to um, Pittsburgh, um, to Pittsburgh or yeah, to Pittsburgh's actually, it was this whole thing that worked out. Um, so I was able to get my work, um, shipped up there. Then it's the same solo show shipped to uh, Sweet. to Wichita, and then it's coming back to me. And then Wichita, they brought me up there, which was again it's so nice, amazing, and really you don't get those opportunities a lot. And the fact that I mean, the workshop was another thing that really helped out, and it was a paid workshop, so that yeah. went into my That's being able, totally. yeah. And you can work out these amazing things, and if the opportunity fits and is nice, and it it really worked out and mm-hmm. that's all you can really ask for is to have a great time mm-hmm. doing these adventures <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. you mentioned oh you want to go Maria right what, <laughs> what was the theme of the
0: of the solo show But just for our listeners also like oh, yeah. the, the current sh- the, the works that you it showed was, there
2: um, it was the same um, show that I did or a similar show to what I did in my first solo show which was Goddesses um, here in Miami and um, it was 2014 at O Cinema And um, it's this series that I was initially from um, when I started doing collage to really about a year, year and a half ago. I was working on this one large body work. And um, so it had worked from 2014, or not 2014, 2012, way back, and then up until 2014, 2015. -hmm. And um, really, it's about that time where I found collage, and it was also a very meaningful time for myself, like, you know, as a person, I was really coming into my own. I was, you know, really having a hard time. And this work, body of work came with kind of getting over a rough patch and, and really becoming more of the person who I really wanted to be and mm-hmm. seeing that path and mm-hmm. really going for it. Um, and I didn't quite see that in the work when I was initially making it. It was much more um, just kind of doing whatever I want to do and like letting it be free. And um, I realized that I continuously was creating this work. And as I, you know, the years kind of went on, I was like, OK, what is this about? And again, like with the Art Center, these questions, this challenging kind of, you're making this, but why are you making this? Like, what does it mean? Let's dive deeper. And I really realized it was this, I was channeling the way I was feeling, this empowerment, this female icon. Like, I was really wanting to have this representation of power mm-hmm. and this positive power. Mm-hmm. And, of course, with all the references, I took so much ancient art history, all the folklore of um, children's book writing, all of that tied into these fantastic characters. So... Mm-hmm. It was really this whole years long project about finding my empowerment, positivity, and making that a habit and creating those intentions for just living life. And um, that when that kind of is, it's now at its completion, I think, I mean, I still kind of create the goddesses every once in a while, but it's much more research based and specific now, but, and this was much more intuitive and emotional.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I
0: really wanted to show kind of the full range of where that work went.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: So you did basically a survey in these solo shows about the whole time that you were dealing with this, um, with this imagery, with this concept. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And you can really like, there's a lot of different mediums that I start to work with as I get more um, comfortable with collage and more comfortable doing fine arts. So it's kind of interesting. You can see the traditional collage, which is really just magazines, books, found imagery, put together and then I get more intricate and then I start using my own photography. I start printing out on archival paper and then going back in and, I mean, the work I do now is even more complicated. I think what I realized is that I really wanted to have my own photography and more control over the images. Um, I really love what collage and that serendipitous, you know, what the universe kind of throws at you with the materials Mm -hmm. and how your brain kind of figures it out. Mm -hmm. I still love that, but it was not getting me to where I wanted to go. And I think I needed to kind of, or that next level, I wanted to switch things up a little bit. And so um, having more intention with my work, again, the research and having specific subjects I wanted to focus on, I'm now taking my own photography, I'm creating my own costumes, I'm Mm. Um, doing my own collage in Photoshop. And then what I realized at the very end of the Goddesses series is that I was doing that, but when I printed out that full Photoshopped collage, it kind of just seems like a digital painting, which was beautiful. But I really miss that texture that you mm-hmm. get with collage. You look up close and you're like, oh, wow, it's, mm-hmm. it's so much more. And um, so what I've been doing is doing all of the work in Photoshop and then separating it printing it out and then recreating that um collage aspect in the you know more uh controlled imagery that
0: I've
1: created digitally mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
0: yeah <laughs> wow
1: well, when I interrupted you before, Maria, I'm sorry, sorry about that, yeah. um, I was going to mention the storytelling. And mm-hmm. so you kind of sort of delved in that with um what the series was about, that you currently had your show up, your solo show in Wichita. Um, your storytelling, as you were saying, started off in a very traditional sense. And then you mentioned that you kind of sort of dove into taking your own photography, taking more control in terms of um, what the material you had accessible to you was. So my question is, um, going forward from that moment, where is your storytelling more or less um, taking you now? Like, what is it that you're doing now in your more current work?
2: Yeah. um, Post-goddesses. Post-goddesses, yes. I... I still like the mystical, the um, kind of legendary aspect, and I've been really into looking at alchemy, the kind of history of it, this 15th century practice that has really shaped a lot of things that we use now. I mean, it's kind of that beginning of chemistry and science, and I I like this idea of the reality and not reality, the imagination where that um, had this intersection and um, the kind of a meets finding real world practices. And then also, I was always, always, always obsessed with the illustrations that came with it. This is just so mysterious and beautiful and intricate. And there's things that we recognize and things that we don't recognize. And the more I dived into it, it really was like I was reading a mystery novel that mm-hmm. and it's just so fascinating this, how the symbols that they're, showing in these illustrations all have meanings and they tell you a story based off of what you're seeing and i mean there are the you know this illustration actually means this chemical experiment that you can do and then of course there's like another layer where they're like actually that was just a facade for the people who didn't understand that it was really a spiritual practice for enlightenment it's just so funny because the more you read into it the people take it differently people see different things and it's so fun it's just Mm -hmm. such a endless um thing to look into. And then, of course, I have so much inspiration for the body of work. So I've been creating these pieces based off of the research and the inspiration that I find and the symbology and kind of playing with how do you tell a story where the symbols speak for you. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that. And I had not had some kind of consistent flow with that before it was really just more of this metaphorical representation of empowerment. Um, but you know, no very specific things. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I really wanted to start getting into that with my work and I felt, Mm -hmm. um, doing work that was representative of this amazing, um, kind of practice and had all this, uh, stuff to kind of look into, um, that's kind of where I'm at now is really fine tuning my work for, you know, the future. And then also really diving into this thing that is so inspiring to me. Um, so I'm really excited about it.
0: Can you talk a little bit more about the picture that Elisa chose for your Instagram posting, you know, for the preview? It, it has like a skull in it and she used it for the Facebook and the oh, Instagram yeah, yeah, um, the, shout out, like the preview that we always do. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because it's definitely like a post… Um, post goddesses for sure. Goddesses, right? Yeah. That was definitely a time… Um, yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Um, The Undead King. I was trying to think of the title for
0: it. Um, The Ended King. Undead. 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 (laughs) I I thought, like, ended. (laughs) He's done. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, a good one. um,
2: But, um, yeah, no, so I really wanted to kind of step away from the goddesses or exactly what I was doing with the goddesses for a little bit. And this work was about... um, doing intentions and making kind of again like symbols things like that i wanted to have um the characters represent different more intention you know with each piece um so the end of king i was really inspired by the tarot cards things like that i really liked the idea of like when you get the um death card in a tarot it doesn't necessarily it's not like death is going to be upon you it's Mm -hmm. it's much more of this something's ending something is beginning it's this change and i really liked that symbology so i wanted to kind of create my own um king of death representing uh you know more of a you know things end but that also creates new beginnings and then that was also what i was talking about previously the um new kind of style of working where I created things digitally and then printed out again on archival paper. that was another thing with collage, I was really worried about having my work last throughout the years. And, you know, this is another way to kind of work with that is printing out on really nice paper and then cutting out and seeing kind of how I would do that, Mm -hmm. you know, not doing that before. Um, and I also really love the idea of working with relief. Um, I was trying to find more dimension with my work and I felt like having the characters actually come off from the page and having the, um, the cuts look more, um, obvious mm-hmm. by having it not completely flat on the paper was something that really created this, um, detail. Mm-hmm. And so that was also the experimentation was with working with that, um, the patterns, things, you know. Um, And I really love that series. I feel like it really kicked off where I am now. Mm -hmm. And I definitely want to go back more into things like the tarot cards. I I like the idea that there's something that people kind of can recognize. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like also like the stuff I like to work with is very, you know, ancient art history and like legends and like occultism and things. And I find it all very fun and interesting. And I, you know, take everything with a grain of salt and just get inspired by it. But there are definitely people who don't quite understand what I'm doing. So it's kind of, I also like to have that element of I want people to feel like they're part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know,
0: it's like a more accessible, probably like, yeah, uh, iconography, like tarot cards. People exactly. really know. right? Yeah. yeah
2: so mm-hmm. I do want to work with those things and then, mm-hmm. um, alchemy, but I, I mean, I kind of want to bring alchemy to people to just kind of be like, this is something that you didn't realize you actually knew more about it. than it's, it's, it's still kind of coming up these, mm-hmm. I mean, even things like I realized while I was doing all this, like Harry Potter, was well researched in alchemy, like the names that they drop and things, and it's so funny because you don't ever think about that. And you know, it's like, oh, this, you know, or like famous um, philosophers and scientists were obsessed with alchemy, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, like this was something that at the time was considered this really uh, predominant practice, and now mm-hmm. it's completely forgotten, and mm-hmm. and this kind of like witchcraft, which at the at the time when it was being used it was completely not at all it was this really higher thinking and has been kind of shoved under the rug which again is that mystery of you know what happened it's you know the as we change as we evolve as humans we kind of you know our history kind of gets uh, changed and I like digging that up a little bit
0: mm-hmm.
1: I guess I also wanted to ask you, um, turning in terms of like digging and things moving from like you mentioned your collage from being completely flat to more like pop-up collage, almost you could say by making it kind of sort of more three D ish. Um, you started taking you said your own photographs and then in turn making your own costumes and these photo shoots. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Because that to me is like you're going from being this traditional fine arts artist, almost like you're becoming a designer and you're designing not just these sceneries and these stories, but you're also physically making these sculptural wearable and also like head pieces. Can you talk a little bit more about that and the growth from when you first started to where you're at now with these um pieces? Yeah, absolutely. Um
2: I always have been into design and fashion. I worked as a graphic designer for a fashion company for a while and my um my dad is uh, was in the fashion business and um so it was always something that was there and you know at the forefront of something i was really interested in but um you know never took a sewing class never took a fashion design class and it kind of was always something that i enjoyed but didn't have any practice in and i realized that there was this opportunity i mean the goddesses that i'm creating those are not just you know characters they're complete fashion i mean head to toe garments and things like that and i realized how important i felt that was in the work um and i actually um i mean i think that other people saw it as well i did my second solo show was with um the miami fashion film festival they hosted my work um because of the fashion aspects within it Mm -hmm. and i really felt like you know the thing that's missing is the fact that it's not in real life like I want to wear these costumes I want to become these magical characters mm-hmm. and I want or I want other people to or I want other people to really see it like mm-hmm. come off the page it's it's there in front of you it's not this abstract concept it's physical um, and I thought that creating these costumes would be part of that and you know kind of fulfilling this desire I've always wanted to have as well creating fashion pieces um, So this is pretty brand new uh, work I've been doing. The first piece that I've created was this headpiece that is half sun, half moon. It goes with the alchemy series. And, um, you know, you see work like Alexander McQueen, where it's this fantasy art meets fashion um, Mm -hmm. and couture. And then also work like Nick Cage, where it's characters, it's kind of fashion avant-garde, but then it's also very fine art, very mixed media um, costume design. And so it's like kind of drawing that inspiration and um, it kind of looks like a fencing mask when I created it. And I actually, while researching, I found this image of the sun and the moon fencing together together. And so I'm actually recreating that image in my new work, um, using the headpiece that I've created and photoshopping it. And what I want to do is when I present this work, I also want to have these headpieces and costumes there as well, because I mean, I want to create work that if I were to go into a show, it would be something that would be really interesting to me and I'm always trying to go to... If museums have fashion exhibitions, I'm there. Mm -hmm. Like, I love it. And I'm like, why can't that be something I include in my work as well? And so that's what I'm doing now is creating these headpieces. I've been doing a lot of laser cutting, which has been really helpful. So I'm creating work with that. Um, I actually just did a collaboration with FEDA, this Women's Organization for Arts and Technology, and Mm -hmm. it's performance-based, a lot of it. So... I did all these headpieces for this performance. And Mm -hmm. it's really, it's like once I decided that that was something I was interested in, so much opportunity lent itself to really getting into the projects. Mm -hmm. And right now it's just been the headpieces. But I'm looking to also start sewing and creating the garments and having that be something that, you know, is part of the work. And Mm I'm, you know, so excited about it. And Mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, it takes off and I can kind of have this dual medium of, Mm -hmm costume design, character design meets the fine artwork, and you really see where
0: they come together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Interestingly enough, uh, last week we had Andrea Spiridonakos here, who is a fashion designer, and he oh, and who is downstairs, at the back the studio downstairs, and we talked to her also about, you know, how... Um, uh, fashion and, um, couture always uh, like pushes more and more into the museum world. And it's also respected as a fine art, especially in a very, the very conceptual way that Andrea is doing it as well. But then also, I wanted to talk about Michelle O'Cardoner, who yeah. is a artist, local artist from Miami Beach, right? And mm-hmm. who did the, the ballet, right? Uh, the ballet for the Miami City Ballet, who did, yeah. oh, gosh, who did all the costumes and who did, Uh, The stage design for the Midsummer Night's Dream, right, which was like incredible, and in the same uh, uh, summer also had a show at the Pam at the Paris Art Museum, Miami. Yes, that was amazing. Which was kind of like a survey of all her more um, sculptural pieces, but also a lot of found uh, objects that she's always using. So it was just something that that I also feel like um, people. In the, in, in the art world, sometimes, you know, build those boxes where you are not allowed to do this or you're not allowed to do that. If you want to be a fine artist. No way. And it, <laughs> it, 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 I'm, I'm happy that it leaves, you yeah. know, more and more, uh, the stage that it's, that those limitations, you know, are no longer valid. So yeah. I'm really excited about that. Oh yeah. I couldn't do what I wanted to do
2: if I had limitations on yeah. the materials that were accessible to me. Or, you know, the, that was really one of the detrimental things during college was this concept of, you know, trying to be like what people think I should be or what they think is good work. And, you know, trying to, it just, you're not building your voice if that's what you're doing is trying to be like other people. And I mean, there's, there's something to be said about referencing and getting inspired by others, but to like, not give your, intuition, confidence and to that exploration is so important. And Mm -hmm. really is the basis of what I do now is that Mm -hmm. being able to explore. And like you said, I mean, truly the fact that we're like, even collage is Mm -hmm. a medium that's now becoming more prominent. It's, you know, wonderful because there's not these boxes that we have to fit into as artists, Mm -hmm. which means that the work is going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. and unpredictable, and mm-hmm. new, and that's really what art, you know, is for a lot of people, is this exploration of medium, and creating things that the world's never seen before, and we're mm-hmm. not going to get that if we just try to keep copying the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Michelle Ocodoner is... You know, I love, love, love her work. Um, oh, you do? I, I do, I, I do. Just, she came to online when you
0: were talking. <laughs> I know, I was about, like, yes. yeah. Oh, she's
2: so, she's so great. Um, mm. I mean, even things like the Miami International Airport having the gold kind of fossils on the mm. floor, which I always loved as a kid, and then mm. realizing that was her, mm-hmm. realizing her work, and then also, again, like the things that she did for Midsummer Night's Dream and the ballet, I mean, amazing, amazing, mm. and again, that's the dream. I think these collaborative projects, where you get to challenge yourself and challenge the work you're creating, and make new things, and see how does your artistic eye apply to other, um, you know, facets in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's really exciting. I mean, I do like graphic design. I do. I'm trying to do fashion. I'm trying to do mm-hmm. illustration. And it's kind of you realize that you know you can do so much and explore so much and. I don't know.
1: That's what makes it so exciting to be an artist, I think. I mm-hmm. guess mm-hmm. it's about the time. Do you have any um, upcoming projects you want to share with us? Any, like you mentioned, you're doing new work that you want to share um, going forward in yes. 2017?
2: <laughs> I'm uh, definitely continuing with this project and am hoping to show it um, in super fine art fair. Um, I will either be doing it for Art Basel this year or uh, they're going to Mexico City Um, so that's another opportunity I'm planning on exhibiting this work in and really I'm excited about again like we talked about the costume design these new pieces that I'm creating um, with the relief this like you said pop up kind of look it again brings back to the illustration aspects Um, it always kind of never leaves and um i just can't wait it's i really feel as though the work that is happening now is exciting and new um to me and then it seems like these are things that other people are exploring but it's not like you see this all the time and so i'm really excited to see kind of where it goes and how how it happens
1: so it's it's very i'm very excited (laughs) Cool. Very cool and then um, I guess just to pick your brain a little bit I know that transition seems to be a very big um, very big factor in like your jumps from and growth I should say from illustration collage fashion. Um, and then I guess pushing collage to like where it is now. Um, how was your transition from being two years at the Art Center of South Florida to where are you currently residing in terms of studio practice and how do you balance like work and studio?
2: Um, yeah, definitely. I, I was very sad to leave the Art Center just because it was like, hanging out with your friends all the time. It was like camp. I don't know. Like in that sense, you know, (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. And I was sad to not see everybody as much as I used to, but, um, I was able to get a studio in little river, little Haiti area. And, um, it's an amazing space. I've really been able to kind of keep up my practice and my work. And it's not like, again, this it's, the fact that people were locals, it's not like everyone kind of left. So I've, we've really been able to stay in touch and go to each other's shows and, you know, have studio visits, things like that. Um, and I, the transition, it was more sad to kind of just not be around everybody as much, but I really felt like those two years prepared me for being in the business of art. And, um, really having the confidence to show my work and just keep going and the fact it's i didn't stop you know it's i didn't stop creating work i didn't stop showing work and I'm, i feel like i'm just now realizing like how much that that non-stop kind of go 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 it really does help you know make you more everything It just everything is easier when you kind of have this experience behind your belt and you're mm-hmm. like okay I've, I've done this before like mm-hmm. even like doing this. Like I used to be so nervous talking and now I'm like, Oh yeah, whatever. Like let's go talk. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's exciting. And I feel like, you know, my practice is just, you know, going forward and it's been great. And the experience at the art center was this, um, you know, really wonderful foundation for the rest of my career and gave me that push that I needed to feel like this is
0: what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And it's just been going strong ever since. How is your experience as um you're also a um I, I don't know exactly the title that you have at Superfine Art yeah. fair You're a, is it a curator or an artist? Um yeah. Liaison. Right? Yeah, right. How is that informing your art practice and oh your my artwork? Goodness. Let me just tell you,
2: I look at art all day long. All day long. I've seen, you know, I feel like over a thousand artists at this point, just like looking at websites, you know, looking at this, looking at that. Like I'm constantly, I go, I go to art shows. The, um, the work I do also has me traveling, um, meeting different people. And I, it's been amazing. It really has been amazing. It's been one of those things where the balance between work and then art, like being an artist, um, Mm -hmm. has really been a beneficial blend and, Mm -hmm. Um, working with other artists I mean, I love it, I love it Mm. so much I really, it's been an amazing experience to get to know artists around the world galleries around the world Um, the people who Superfine brings to the table are also, I think one of the things we really um, are. what is really important to us is this professional good person that you actually want to work with, like Mm. these, and so when the fair happens, I mean I, it's so friendly. It's so fun. It's all the people that you want to know. It really reminds me again of the art center, this sense of community. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like this cutthroat or like, oh, I don't want to talk to you or, oh, I'm, you know, it's, it's this really wonderful experience, um, for the attendees and for the exhibitors. Mm-hmm. And for me being able to see all this artwork and see all these different practices, I'm not only inspired, but, you know, I just get to see this range and compare it to my own work and kind of Mm -hmm. set the bar. And Mm -hmm. also it makes me feel confident in what I'm doing because I, you know, I see other people and it just makes me feel like, Oh, you know, like I'm on the right path or like look at these people who have been doing this for so long. And I feel like it really, it's research Mm -hmm. for, um, my own work. Um, and it's been great, Mm -hmm. really wonderful. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I have a, a, a similar um, yeah, similar experience with uh, being a docent at the uh, Paris Art Museum. Yeah. I've been doing that for two years and it's just like, to look at work and to look at other artists and look at their resumes and look at how they got where they are now, it's really like inspiring and in how they develop their, you know, practice and to the point where they are now, it's 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 really, really helpful to have oh, yeah. that. And, mm-hmm. Alrighty, we're almost ready for our last question. But do you have anything? Yes, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, have, I know All her. Last right. questions. Um, do you see grad school in your
1: future? Hmm. Um. I would like to go to grad
2: school. It's definitely one of those things. Is when I graduated from MICA, I really wanted to go into grad school, but like I had mentioned, I completely switched what I was doing, and it didn't make sense to go into grad school with something that I wasn't totally sure what I was doing with it. And now that I've had this time to show my work, really divulge into the process of what I want to create and get to know myself as an artist more, um, I really feel as though going into grad school could be something beneficial um, and I could really take the full advantage of what it could bring. But it's also one of those things where you know, when you're showing work and you have a wonderful job and you're doing these things, like you, you don't want to take time out when all the things that you want to have happen are happening. Um, so it's definitely that question, but I've been thinking about it more and more seriously. And it really, at the end of the day, I wasn't thinking about it until I felt this wave of confidence in what I was, you know, my, like, five-year plan and my 10-year plan of where I wanted to see myself as an artist. And now that I kind of have that grad school can make a lot more sense. It's because I can be really strategic about it and really make the thing, my goals happen. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's definitely on the table.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, Marie, your turn. (laughs) Yay. Okay. Um, do you have any school in mind? I don't, I, I, it's the
2: really, really hard idea of, do I leave Miami or do I explore a new place and, you know, really go for it somewhere else? It's so hard. That's Mm. another reason why I'm like, I don't know what I want to do just because it's, you know, Miami has been so amazing. Mm. It really has, we're, we're at the forefront of this, you know, you know, community of artists who are really Getting on the map and Miami—I mean, we have Art Basel—but it's this year-round programming of arts that mm-hmm. is going on that I love and don't want to quite leave yet. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, the world is out there. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> and you're going to Spain this afternoon right this afternoon yes <laughs> What where are you gonna go in spain
2: oh goodness um i'm going to go to barcelona um uh, mallorca and madrid wow uh, yeah. and for play
0: or for work oh,
2: for play for finally play finally i really i've not had a vacation like this in forever so it'll be nice to kind of be a tourist and not like a busy
0: bee <laughs> amazing places to go see art oh, well, as well I'm if you so yeah it's so amazing okay okay final question okay. <laughs> you've been sitting on a magical rocking chair all yes. this time which you probably, I felt the magic yeah you felt the magic <laughs> and so you're granted three wishes oh wow anything you want anything you want and the rocking chair is gonna most likely gonna make it happen because it's magical right oh yeah so what would those three wishes be
2: hmm let me see oh it's so hard (laughs) (laughs) um i would like to be able to live and continue to practice my work without having um limitations and just having that you know being able to have access to all the materials and all of the opportunities that it takes to have my career grow um i also always it's like good health (laughs) Mm -hmm. please you know um that's a good one yeah and um i you know i think just continuing to be surrounded by friends and family like that love um really that's what i found throughout my life is that when i surround myself with good people who really care about me and i care about them it's you know, things just go right. So um, just having that wherever I go, wherever I end up, that that's, you know, I'm guided in that path and not mm-hmm. down a different one. Mm-hmm. So, all
1: right, those are
0: good three wishes, very good. Well, thank you so, <laughs> thank much, you so for much for coming, coming Demi. Today ah, on the 4th of July. The July, yes, with all your family history, it was a perfect fit, I know. right? <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> the Mayflower and the declaration yeah. of like, it's always words. wild. There's
2: always some new thing they're like, Oh, yeah, you didn't know that. and I'm like, well, What? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm
0: like, oh, Okay, <laughs> incredible.
1: Uh, well, thank you, Elisa, thank you, Maria. And this is, I guess, the conclusion of our 12th session. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm next week uh, we will be having artist John Deferro visiting us and um, it should be fun and it's going to be
0: on Monday again next week alrighty bye bye guys thanks for listening (laughs) bye